With the long-awaited, highly anticipated Gus Vanover. Slow clap. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, buddy? Hello, gentlemen. How in the world are you? (laughs) Take root. Yeah, we're closer to your mic. Take root. Best edition ever coming up. Probably right. Episode 14. 14. That number mean anything to you? It does. It 15 was my granddad's racing number. Well, why didn't you tell us that? Yeah. We'll, we'll have you back next you. episode, I guess. <laughs> no. <we're, laughs> what did you just do? <laughs> he just drank coffee in his nose. Nice. It's good when you snort coffee, right? Get a little caffeine up in you. Good for something. Going straight to the bloodstream. Hmm. I don't know if it works that way. Well, what day is it, Andrew? You know, it is January the 16th, still 2024. Oh, yeah. Six more episodes, and we break the curse of podcasts. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Supposedly, if you listen to our past episodes. I've listened. You got 20 episodes, and people get burnt out or something. Yeah. Yeah. 20 episodes means... They don't get burnt out of listening. They, the guys get burnt out from making, making oh, really? the podcast. Yeah. I got you. So when you get 20 episodes, you're pretty much famous in the podcast industry. Pretty well hit the big time. I mean, that's what I got from it. I don't know what you I got from it. I don't know if that's right, but I think we should just keep saying that. Exactly. Speaking it into existence. What about yeah. back to you convos? Where are they at? Uh <laughs> Behind us. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I actually don't know what episode they're on. Couldn't tell you. Is that what you asked? What episode they're on? Yeah. Uh, nine or ten. Something like that. I couldn't tell you, but that has become my favorite podcast, I think. And I listen to, wow. I listen to a lot of, not over this one. Whatever. Do you know what I meant? I, I listen to this podcast like three times every episode to make sure. Um, a few convos is the real deal, I will say. It's a he's winking. Why are you winking? <laughs> it's just us. <laughs> Sal and Sean are not here for you hey, to wink at. I try to support them as much as I support you guys. I just don't really get involved in all the podcast drama, the the beef. The, I leave it in the freezer. You know what I'm saying? No, because you have your yeah. own drama <laughs> with us. <laughs> yeah, because what is that drama? In case anybody hasn't listened to the previous episodes. This is Gus Vanover. This is the one that Peyton wants to punch in the face. Then he retracted his statement. Well, first off, hold up. Gut. First off, both of us wanted to punch you in the face. Actually, Andrew I started ne- it. No, I started it, but I never wanted to do it. And you never said you didn't want to do it. That is true. Because I, pu- I preached <laughs> that night, and you go, did yeah. you hear Gus the other <laughs> night? When he said, I sang a song, an old hymn. There'll be no uh, sorrow there. there. Yeah, no more burdens to bear. Yeah, I knew what you meant. And I was like, man, I'd be glad today I don't have to cry. And Andrew's like, stupidest thing I've ever heard. He says it again, <laughs> I'm punching him in the face. Oh, my gosh. I knew what you meant. I just thought it would make for a good, you know, good laugh. It did. So, Ray Epley, I got your back today, bro. Oh, Me and you versus them. Why, though? 
Ray just want to clear his name. He's clear he's his a, name from what? Hey, first time listener, long time follower. Okay, Ray Epple, <laughs> good man. I'm telling you what, like for real though, man. Have you ever speak to Ray every day? Do you? Really? Yeah. And I know you could talk to him right in paper. I'm telling you, man, that guy is full of the word. He is. Yeah, like, he is. Bro, he called me. Me and him talk a lot of, on a lot of occasions. He's full of a lot of stuff. True that. But I'm telling you, old Ray, man, he come out and he was. He showed me some stuff in the Bible, in Genesis. I was talking to him about some stuff I've never seen before. And then he says, oh, yeah, that's funny. I thought you were going to talk about this. And then he talks about it. And I'm like, bro, that is fire. Like, I don't know if Ray has ever preached or spoke from the pulpit before. He gets up there and does, like, little stuff. Yeah, I know that. But, like, I'm telling you, I, that, he's got so many. When he, when he gave, uh, he spoke at. Midnight. Yeah, watch night service, whatever it was. I said, Raven, I have never cried that hard for that long of a period of time. I bawled like a baby. I mean, I felt like a new man when I left. I cried so much. I cried new out. Year, new year. <laughs> yeah. I cried out like 165 pounds of tears. Yeah. I felt light and fluffy and blessed. Bro, I'm telling you, that midnight service. That was, was good. The first man. one we had been to. Cause it last was good. Season, first one I've ever been to like that. So good. Bro, I'm telling you, it was emotional. I got emotional when you was up there yep. doing the, I mean, dude, like, I think people take communion for granted. Lighthearted. Yeah. And like, they just go through the motions. And like, to be asked, I don't know if Brother Steve asked you or Catherine or Lucas. Lucas, but like, to be asked to lead that, like, that's a big deal. I didn't want to do it because I've never done it. So yeah. I was like, mm. And Andrew was supposed to do it with me, but yeah, it worked out. Trust me, because I mean it's a big deal. I mean, like at a Baptist church, I mean nobody just can ha- talk about you know read the scriptures and then hand the plates out. Like it's the pastor's role, and then the deacons, the leaders of the church, hand it out. Yeah, so like be honored, Peyton. Thanks, I was pretty honored. Yeah, and then the foot washing, I lost it. Foot washing gets real, real fast. Yeah, yeah, real stinky. <laughs> hey, no lie though, I did wash my feet before we come because I was really nervous. Oh, I deodorized. <laughs> I put deodorant on mine to make sure mine didn't stink. Yeah, it's like if it works for the armpits, it's got to work for the feet. True. Sure. I told him I don't know if you heard it because you don't really listen all the time, but I said, uh, "Oh, oh, you listen to the collaboration." I yeah. think it was Sean and Sal. I told us I'm not doing the foot washing, and they're like. uh I said, I'm going to be like Peter. Remember, he's like, you ain't washing my feet. Yeah. And he's, and they're like, yeah, well, he was crucified upside down on a cross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because my point was, I'll be like Peter, you know. But yeah. anyway. Did you get your feet washed? No. I washed my own feet. <laughs> Bro, I've washed my wife's feet in our house one time. I tried to get my wife to do that. She said, no. Nah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, for me, it was a pretty spiritual experience. But for my wife, like, she was just like. This is like, weird. Like, it was weird. Yeah. But, like. To humble yourself and wash another person's feet, like like I I washed Keith Crabtree's feet and he washed mine, but but I leave names out of it. But man, I I seen an individual and his son wash each other's feet. I lost it. Like I for real lost. Couldn't hold it together. Because I mean, obviously, I know, you know, the, their family and I've been friends with them for years, and just to see, I mean, to wash your son's feet. And then for your son, I mean, like, that was powerful. But then when your son yeah. washes your feet, yeah, that's good, bro. Yeah. 
My, my wife has a thing about feet. She don't want them nowhere near. She don't even want her own feet anywhere near. Just one of the things, you know. So there ain't no uh, laying on the couch with somebody's foot in your lap or something like that. That don't happen at my house. So naturally, I have just become accustomed to not having feet in my face, you know. <laughs> In my grill or in my lap or anywhere else. So I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. But I'm glad y'all did. Trust me, I didn't miss nothing because I was out here losing my crap for about three hours laying in the floor after communion or during or before. I don't remember. I might have missed something, but I got plenty for that night. So, beef. No beef? I think it's squashed. We're squashing the beef. Ray Epley's got a clear name. Well, no more beef. We have. He's got to come on at some point, and we got to squash the beef with him. I don't think he'll let it go as easily as he you He might do. not even come on. Yeah, he might not even be willing to come on. He'll come on. I feel like he'll talk behind the scenes about me and Andrew. You know. You know. We may have a couple conversations. Me Haters going to hate. Haters do hate. Me and Ray talk. Not every day. We text every day, but we talk on the phone. Who knows? Could be zero, could be four days a week, like for hours at a time, because he might be on the road, yeah. and I'm at work by myself, and we just, I got my headphones in, we just, he's like, this is what I hear a hundred times. What are you doing? Sounds like you're just walking up and down the hall or something. I'm like, I'm hitting things with a hammer. You got earpods? Yeah. Yeah. Good background noise is terrible. Well, these are JB, uh, no, J- Beats. They're Beats. Oh, beats. So they're, uh, it's not as bad. Keith's got some that are the, like yours, like these, like earmuffs. I think they're school wears. candy. Oh, man, they're brutal. Because anytime he, like he'll start the tractor up, oh, picking up chickens, whatever, yeah. talking, and I hear, you know, Every it's time. right in your ear. Yeah. Me and Keith talked for four hours the other day. Last. Yeah, you're not like the, a bunch of women. Not this past Wednesday. But the Wednesday before, he calls me at 7 o'clock in the morning. We talk till 11. About what? The Bible. What? Did y'all talk about what you're going to eat for lunch too, bro, or what? No, I said, I said, I'm getting off here. I'm going to lunch. And everything he did all day, like if somebody came up, like walked up in there, and he was talking to them, he wasn't like, hang on a minute. He just started having another conversation <laughs> with them. And I, was, I just had to feel my way through it. But it was, we had a lot of good conversation. Keith's pretty funny. I love Keith. I hope he comes on one. We got to figure out what he'll want to talk about because if we don't stay, because me and him talk about sheep or who knows what, you know, we'll get off track because we run down a lot of rabbits when we're together. So we'll have to keep it pretty narrow. I feel like Keith's like your dad, Peyton. When he speaks, you better listen. Yeah. Because it's going to be good. That's right. Yeah. Like he don't speak a lot, but when he does. I mean, what Bobby talked about Sunday night. I was at the fire department. Wise man. Or a foolish man that doesn't talk is considered a wise man. Did he, like, was his passage like, out of the abundance of the heart and mouth speaketh? Yeah. Yeah. That's good, bro. Yes, it is. Because whatever's in that heart's coming out. Yeah. Like a tube of toothpaste. Can't get it back in. Nope. That's what Ray said about what we said about him on the podcast. Yep. He said the toothpaste is out of the tube. <laughs> and what happens in that toothpaste is when you apply a little pressure to it, it's coming out. So if you got some filthy language up in that mind and that heart, and something happens, you stump your toe, it's coming out. Like it is what it is. 
I'm surprised the only thing that comes out of me is not the lyrics to the song we was just talking about. Four of my because I'll listen to it nine thousand times a day. Hey, I'm just gonna be real with y'all and all the listeners. I don't know who many y'all have, but when they sang that song the first night at church, Ainsley was playing the keys, and I'm like, fortify my faith. I'm like, I'm not saying that. I don't even know what that word means. Fortify. I'm like, I don't know. What, I'm like, I don't know what fortify means. Strengthen. I'm like, y'all keep singing this, and <laughs> and um, of course we sat in front of Kevin and Stacy, and Stacy's like, "Are you not gonna sing us?" I'm like, <laughs> sounds just like her. I don't know what the word means, Stacy. <laughs> I went to Pecan County. Yeah. So I literally looked it up in the middle of service. That's did you start singing it? Yeah, I did. And then I didn't know about those. Like they're like, she's like Simon, oh Simon. I'm like. It's a baller song. I'm like, yeah, 100. Oh, percent So good. But I like, I had to like do my research. You know, I just didn't want to sing a song just to be singing it. Oh you man, sing it. you know what I'm saying? Me and Sal and Sean was talking about that. I think they're going to do that at some point. Something like that about uh, when you're up there singing, you better make sure you mean it because you're singing it for the whole world to hear. Yeah. I, and I've been thinking a little bit about that, and that's good. I love the part where it's where it's, I know the high priest prays for me. Mm-hmm. What is that Hebrews where it talks talks about uh, Jesus being the high priest? Prays for strength to rise in me. I tell you who else that loves that Dylan. He loves that song. Really? Oh, yeah. Lanham. Yeah, it's good. I like it, dude. I th- I, ju- I like I just like that song and like Lion and other songs like that because it's a it's like a war a war cry worship yeah. type song and i was talking with seth and jordan and hannah me and hannah went to eat with seth and jordan um the other night we talked jordan was talking about how she was in the ladies uh bible study or whatever one night and they started talking about how they something about how sometimes you know we get like kind of worried about how the devil could get one up on us or something like that. And Jordan was like, she said that she couldn't just sit there and let people talk like that. She was like, I don't know where you're getting this from, but that's not how it works. Like the devil getting one up on you. That's just not how it works. Like, why are we walking around in that type of mindset anyways? Mm -hmm. And that's why I like that type of music because like, I think sometimes we forget. And I think I've said this before. We forget that God's a mighty, mighty warrior. And he, lives on the inside of us and we have that type of warrior and i just think like i think it's getting close to the time where we start talking to the enemy like we're not scared at all yeah and i don't think we do that i don't think we do it enough yeah i think it's more i think it's a lot of like i don't know i go back to this like la-di-da-di-da instead of like listen up devil Gus and Andrew told me not to say this, but listen up, devil. You suck, and <laughs> your friends suck, <laughs> and no nobody friends. likes you. And I just think that we don't we we're not in that type of mindset all the time. And I told TC one time I was like, you know, it might feel like sometimes like the devil gets one up on you, but like this is how I picture it: like we're run ruling the devil. Yeah, like it's a baseball game, and we're run ruling. It's like ninety nine to zero, and the devil gets like a a triple and then we might walk the bases loaded, but then we strike out the side and he still scores zero points. And it's like, (laughs) Jesus is just out there snagging, (laughs) like robbing home runs. And TC was like, 
I wish my mind would go to there. And I was like, I don't know why mine does. <laughs> but it does sometimes. Well, point is, such a loser. He is a loser. And I don't know why. I don't know why sometimes people feel like, <laughs> like, remember that one time somebody was like, something happened and I think it was just the devil trying to get at me. Uh, that like, stuff ticks me off. What do you mean that was just the devil trying to get at you? Yeah. <laughs> somebody will go, oh, I've just had an awful week. The devil's fighting me. I'm like, really? The devil's fighting you out of all the people he could be concerned about. He's not omnipresent. He can't be everywhere at once. Are you telling me he picked you out of the nine billion people on the planet to screw up their week? <laughs> he don't even know who you are, bro. That's my theory. But <laughs> But anyways. I just think that's kind of important to not, like, I don't know why we walk around with that type of mindset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of walking around like he has anything to do with it, you're saying, let's just jump up there and rub in his face that he literally. Let's pull our pants down powerless. and moon him. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> so, taste this, devil. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We went off the rails already. I mean. Is this thing still recording? Yeah. Okay, that's going to be a new every week thing, I've got to ask. But that's hilarious. Never thought about mooning the devil. Never have either. Anyways, I love that song. That's probably all I'm going to think about for the rest of the <laughs> How night. How do we get there out of fortifying my faith? I don't know, but we did. Well, basically, fortifying Peyton's faith equals mooning the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Check out this white rumpus devil. Loser. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you mentioned McLean County. I had earlier. No, nothing to do with this future conversation that's fixing to happen. What do you mean? I don't. You know will what. after you hear it. All right, let's hear it. Anyways, so we're talking um, after service this past Sunday night, and Harley and Elijah bring their youth to our church on Sunday nights, and their youth is like I'm pretty sure majority of them are freshmen or sophomores in high school, and so McLean County High School. And they were sitting there talking, and they were like, Mom was like, did you hear about this? She was like, um, they tried to start a, a like a youth a youth club for club day, and they got shut down. Like, just shut down. They can't do it. I was like, really? And so I started talking to them, and they were like, yeah, we were trying to make a – I guess they have club days in high school. Yeah. And they were trying to make a youth club for – People to come, I guess, study the Bible, have fellowship, whatever. Shut her down. Won't let it happen. And so Allie, I asked Allie, and she was like, I said, um, who is, were you in charge of this or something like that? And she was like, I was going to be the place where, the, like, the classroom where they came. I was like, okay. I said, who shut it down? I'm not going to name any names, but. That would be great. <laughs> I almost did. Because our wife's work for the school system. Yeah, and we have kids in the school system. <laughs> but I'm not. But I am calling out McLean County High School, Peyton Elias Caraway, right here, right now. If you if you are a part of I'm not calling out teachers at McLean County High School, maybe some, but I'm calling out the board that this is a bunch of bull that you won't let kids start a club for following Jesus and loving Jesus. Mm-hmm. And – we have all these other clubs, athletic clubs and everything. And, like, they do FCA. 
about to say, in the morning. So what's it matter if they make another club? Too much Jesus in the school system. Oh, we're gonna get. I, I told Brother Steve that the school system, like McLean County, is about McLean County High School, middle school, elementary school surrounding, is about to get saved, and I don't think the board is gonna know what to do with it. And I said, I told the kids, I was like, start one anyways, do it anyways, and they were like, I said, what's the worst thing I do? Tell you go home? I'd say deuces. I'd pack my school bag and go home. I don't want to be there anyways. <laughs> but anyways, that's my beef. With McLean County right. <laughs> Board of Education. So we'll have a more in-depth conversation off air, and then maybe I'll get on your side. <laughs> Whatever. No, I don't know how that doesn't make you get on my side. Well, because I'm only hearing one side. About what? The fact that they can't have a, a youth club? I don't club? even know what. I didn't even know there were clubs. Oh, well, there so, it is. You got like Beta Club. You got FFA, FBLA, yeah. FCCLA. So they want to start. Drama Club. <laughs> The same thing as we can go to FFA, a club. We can go to a club and act Jesus dramatic. People. Oh but yeah, we can't go to a club and love Jesus. That's messed up. Okay, so, so I'm getting it. I need to know who to mail a poopy diaper. To. Oh, I know. <laughs> I already have the name. Okay. Well, after this, and it is you can tell me. Yeah. not kidding. <laughs> Geniuses. I'm not gonna say it, but that's my beef. All right. Let's revisit this on the next episode after I have more detail. All right. And we will fix this. I mean, Sounds good to me. I don't know if we will. In the but words of Liam Jason, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I will find you, and I will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was Peyton Elias Caraway that said that. <laughs> Peck for short. That's right. But anyways, that was one. Oh, was... man, I watched a good movie last night. What was it? Extraction 2. Never seen the first Not one. Not a movie watcher. It's crit me either. But I told you I was up with Jude. I had to have something to do. It's Chris Helmsworth. Helmsworth? Thor? It's Thor. He made, you know, they made the first one. He's a mercenary. Well, not a mercenary. He's like a CIA agent that just goes in places by himself and extracts somebody. Oh, yeah. Oh, the first one was fire. And then I watched the second one last night, and it was, it's pretty good. If you like those kind of movies, like John Wick style movies, yeah. it's, it's worth a watch. If not, don't watch it. <laughs> Fair enough, right? <laughs> Why are you looking right, at me like I'm that? I'm going to start playing some music for the dad joke entrance. Okay. But I haven't figured out what it is. Well, so for now, do I'm going to right do now. the ESPN theme. That was it? That's better. I thought you were going to play it on your phone or something. (laughs) Oh, you're just doing it acapella? Yeah. Okay. That's how I'm going to do it every time. Dad joke of the day. Told by Peyton Carraway. Not a dad. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) That was not the dad joke. He said, not a dad. Says, I'm terrified of elevators. I'm going to start taking steps to avoid them. (laughs) Good one. Oh, there's a guy in my fire department. And he tells jokes like these. He would love this, Burke. Well, please give it to him. <laughs> All right. Next one. Last one. As a child, it was my dream to make a perfect bar of soap. But somehow it just slipped away. <laughs> so stupid. That, that one is stupid. Now, when you said as a child, it doesn't matter what context I'm in. When I hear that, I go, when you say as a child, I go, I spoke as a child. I thought as a child. I acted as a child. When I became a man, I put away childish things. Yes. Every time. 
almost every time I hear the word child, I go to that. Nice. You know, me and Paul, we're tight. Are you? I mean, pretty tight. One of my one of my New Year's resolutions is to memorize the entire chapter, eighth chapter of the Book of Romans. Wow. I heard, Shocker, Romans. I heard John Piper do it one time, and I thought, he's like 70-something years old. Surely I can do that because it's, it's cool. You get up there in the microphone one day when the Holy Ghost is all moving and just <laughs> start reading Romans 8. <laughs> no, not reading, quoting. quoting. Therefore, there is now no condemnation. For those who are in Christ Jesus. And that's all. That's as far as I got. <laughs> I feel like my, my boy can do that. In exactly. Years that's what I'm saying. He's He's got a leg up. What if me. we just have Gavin memorize that one? And <laughs> one day, one night, Sunday night, everything's going crazy. We just seeing Gav up there to grab a mic. He reads it. The whole place falls down. Yeah. <laughs> Except for me. I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> that was supposed to be me. That was my spotlight. Gavin. It's funny, I'll show y'all a video or a picture real quick. I know you can't see it on here, but my wife didn't come to church on Sunday night due to the snow. She don't really drive well, and I was at work at the fire department. Dang. Thanks for picking Talk her about up. taking baby. a shot. Appreciate well, she it. didn't ask, and you didn't ask. I know. But anyway, she needs to stay home anyway. So she's, they're worshiping. They're watching it on live stream. Well, there's Whitley worshiping. She's just, you, don't have to, you don't have to worry about her, do you? So then she, she does this. She says, Mom, come put your hands on me and pray for me. Oh, As she really? gets in the floor. So for those who can't see, my my daughter's in our living room. Living that room, is awesome. On her hands and face. And she's like, Mom, come pray for me. I can't look at that. <laughs> That's Little kids in the floor. That's money. Acting like they're a whole lot better shape at that age than I was. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, that's like Natalie and Lucy. They were oh like. Oh, my God. I can't take they it. They were like. Leaning over the altar, acting like they were praying. Then they'd get up, grab a napkin, wipe yep. their face, blow their nose, yep. and put it in the trash can. That's good. Yep. Yeah. What about like when Luke goes up there and prays for other Steve? Yep. Oh, that is. I lose it. Yeah. <laughs> Every time Natalie does that, you know, fairly regularly. Yep. I've never seen Lucy do it. They both down there together, and then at some point they put their arms around each other, yeah. and I'm on the piano losing my crap. I, <laughs> I can't take the the little kid stuff yeah. getting all in the Holy Ghost. I can't take it. It's too good. Mm. I heard Damon say something pretty gnarly the other day. He said, I can't point to a time or a date on the calendar to tell you when my kids got saved or when they got baptized in the Holy Ghost. Air quotes. <clears throat> he said, but I figured if John the Baptist could get the Holy Ghost while he was in the womb, so could my kids. He said, they came out talking in tongues. <laughs> I was like, you know, I don't know if that's how it works, but if it is, I that's what kudos to you, buddy. I, yeah, I like it. That's what I'm all about it. <laughs> Jeb, Jeb will walk around the house, not being instigated, nothing. He'll just be speaking in tongues. Really? Now is he just being nuts? Because you know how he is. Yeah, I have no idea, but I usually laugh because it's funny. <laughs> but regardless, at least he's comfortable with it. <laughs> yeah, he won't have any bad. Uh, Stereotypes on it anyway. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty good transition into Gus's story. Yeah. Gus, I think you want to give us your uh, your background and story of your move from legalism, which that's just the term I use. You can call it whatever you want. I, I like that term. I mean, religion works, but 
there's a good religion too. And yep. taking care of widows and orphans. Yeah. So I like using the word legalism because that's what we've made religion into. Mm, yeah. So because I think there's like a toxic relationship between people saying religion versus relationship, but it's really legalism versus yeah. pure religion. The love. Yeah. The love of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyways, what tell us a little bit about your move from legalism to the love of God and just how that, how that worked in your life to where you are today. So basically, Buckle you're asking up. me when I moved from Baptist to Spirit-filled church. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. It is what it is. I didn't say that. No, I, this is Gus Van we're saying. It. Right. I, I mean, I speak turn, on it. Turn it up a little bit. Yeah. I speak on it quite often. I mean, it's... So I was born and raised in a Baptist church um, out in West Davis County. Um, uh, you know, we attended there quite often. My parents... You know, kind of guard the door. You know, a lot of arguing, bittering, uh, bitterness between them. Nothing, you know, I'm not sharing anything that they wouldn't be shared. But anyway, um, they got divorced. Um, I was in a split home. And I used to, you know, if my mom couldn't drop me off, I would catch a ride. Or sometimes I rode my bike down to Calhoun Baptist. And, uh, you know, got in a good youth group, a good Sunday school class down there with some good mentors. Actually, one of my mentors. And, um youth counselors at the time is now one of my bosses at the fire department. So it's kind of crazy how the Lord works things full circle. So anyway, I stayed at Calhoun for the longest time and, um, met my wife now there. Uh, we was actually in Sunday school and we was all planning to go. I'm pretty sure it's a whitewater rafting trip. I know it was a trip, but I'm pretty sure it was a whitewater rafting trip. And we had to put our phone numbers down on, you probably don't even know the story. Do you? Andy? Nope. So we had to put our cell phone numbers down on the list to so they could contact us smooth so oh slide dog gus he steals ellen's number off because you know i she wouldn't give me her number i was a loser so i mean you know in women's eyes okay i was always the friend i I was always the friend zone kind of guy okay you know man gus i don't want to date you but you're a great friend (laughs) yeah why don't you shut your mouth (laughs) (laughs) yeah little fat guy always did anybody ask you (laughs) no so yeah, now we're then, not friends. And yeah. then when those skinny, not so nice men would, you know, break up with them or cheat on them or whatever, they're like, Gus, can I come talk to you? I'm like, oh, I'm that guy. Yeah. You know, but anyway. And now so, you want me. So I, you know, I get her number and we start talking. Well, her mom and dad had actually moved back to Panther Creek, where they originally come from. Um, and so I, it was just me and her and me and her were still continuing to go there and, and really didn't have a, a home, a, a young adult Sunday school class that we feel like we fit in. And my mom had just started attending Buck Creek and I'm not much of a church hopper. Like I don't like going from here to that. You know, I like trying to stay where I'm at. And I was at Cone for, you know, probably 10, 12 years, something like that. And I just told him, I was like, look, you know, nobody's here. We don't have nobody here. Like, you know, we have family, like when you have family communion night or, you know, Christmas Eve service, like you're supposed to sit with your family and take communion. Well, we didn't, it was just me and her. We was young. I mean, she was still in high school. So I was like, hey, you know, maybe we need to move. So my mom was going to Buck Creek at the time and I wanted to support my mom because my mom had been in and out of church, you know, got church hurt, you know, for like everybody has done that once or twice before in their life. And so we started going to Buck Creek and. We was there uh, as of, you know, before we left, 14 years. And, you know, I'd been, I'd served on every committee, every, you know, everything you can serve on there, usher team, security team, softball committee. I was the chairman of that for like eight years, you know, 
I've been there, done it, done it all. And, but just kind of just fast forward through that process, you know, me and Ellen had basically, we had had two children at the time, Gavin and Whitley, and got married first and then had the children. <laughs> yeah, let me clarify that. Yeah. We, we got married and then we had two children uh, about five years later and then seven. But, um, that's what we did. How old was y'all when y'all got married? I was 24 and she was 22. And then y'all waited. We waited about five years. Yeah. We We've did. done a little traveling ourselves, and yeah, we did the same thing. And second of all, we didn't have no money. Like, I don't yep, know if nope. we could have afforded a child. I couldn't. No, I know I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't afford to keep stuff in the refrigerator. <laughs> I mean, she graduated college and I worked at the state highway making $25,000 a year. Nope. And can't, literally can't afford a baby for real. Like that's what I made. And, but anyway, um, like I said, had the kids and just kind of felt that like, we didn't want to raise our kids how some of not judging anybody, but we just didn't want our kids around the atmosphere, but some of the other friends we had and they're, you know, um, so we just kind of took a stance that we wasn't going to raise our kids like that. We didn't want to be around cussing and, you know, and we didn't want my, you know, we didn't want, I didn't want my son to be like, hey, Gav, if you don't mind, go get me a drink. And him walk back with the beer in his hand. Like, we didn't want that. Yeah. So we decided as parents we wanted to make that change and be the change for our children, you know. And so we did, and we kind of took a stance and, and you know, really kind of started getting into the Word. I started teaching a Sunday school class at Buck Creek, and I was, it was actually an older uh, adults class. There was, you know, some people in there 40, 50. There was actually a guy in there 60 years old, and here I am. 20 some year old dude teaching him. Well, then COVID happens and, you know, we got to do Zoom and, you Fake know, all news. that, all that jazz. And so, you know, at, you know, in our, in the church we was at, there's a lot of people that was, you know, scared of COVID. And so we couldn't really get back into church. Well, finally, I just, I kind of like, was like, look, enough's enough. Like over a year, like, look, we got to get back. Like, we got to get back. To, like, everything else is open. You know, the liquor stores never shut down. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, let's let's get back. Like, what are they going to do? You know, take us, take our birthday away. You know, <laughs> take our, ta- you know, spank. You can have it. Yeah, give, I mean, take our nonprofit status away. You know, I mean, take our tax exempt status. You know, what are they going to do? So I was just like, look, we're going back. I was like, look, if y'all want to still do Zoom, we can do Zoom. But there's, there's a people that want to meet. So we decided to meet and. I felt one day I was literally in the, the Best Buy parking lot and I felt the Lord tell me, like obviously not audibly coming over from the top of me, but like, like the radio, but I just felt the Lord downloaded some stuff into my spirit that we had some deacon spots open up in our church and we had a deacon search committee and I j- actually turned them down the first go around. They had done went through a couple of trainings and I felt the Lord and I said, Lord, if you really want me to be do this deacon thing, you will allow me to teach and preach, speak, whatever you want to call it, in front of the church at Buck Creek. Well, lo and behold, three weeks later, my pastor brother Tommy calls me. He's like, hey, I don't know why, but I feel like the Lord dropped your name in my spirit when I was, you know, thinking about, you know, somebody filling in for me for Sunday night service. And like to speak of it, I mean, I don't know, Andrew probably, or you was probably, you grew up non-denominational your whole life, didn't you? Yeah. What about you, Peyton, or Andrew, a non-denominational or Pentecostal? I was half in General Baptist Church and half in the Pentecostal Church. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, you don't, not everybody just grows up and grabs the microphone and right. preaches the word. Like, you, not, you kinda, yeah, not in most Baptist churches. Yeah, you got to be, you know, I mean, you got to go through a background check, you know, before yeah. you grab a microphone. I mean, <laughs> not really, but, yeah. you know, basically, they got to know Does he have you. The, the gold membership or the, or the platinum? <laughs> oh, he's in. <laughs> yeah. 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 
So, you know, I prayed that specific prayer and the Lord answered it. And I felt like that I needed to follow through. So, you know, I called our pastor and I was like, hey, look, I don't know if it's too late, but I feel like I need to do this. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're in. So, like, you know, we go through the whole ordination service and, you know, we uh, we was a deacon and my wife. Because, you know, your wife's basically in a Baptist church. Your wife's held to the same standards as you are. So we went through the whole motions and done it all. And, and I thought it was really going to be a spiritual experience, you know, Um and I'm not saying it's not, but I feel like a lot of it is you find out the inner workings of the church. And, you know, I mean, it's obviously in Timothy, it talks about, you know, qualifications for a deacon, you know, and I'm, I'm not discounting that at all. But I just feel like the Lord had to take us through this path to get us to where we are now. And so um, I continue to pray that. And I spoke a lot. I spoke a bunch on Sunday nights and I led a lot of Wednesday night Bible studies, um, which is basically a sermon in itself. And I just continued to pray. I was like, Lord, if you want us to do this, like, then you'll send us out. Like, you know, send us out and we'll go. You know, uh, what, what's that saying? Like, uh, send or, you know, something, something, who am I? Send me or something like mm-hmm. that. And, and maybe even in scripture. So anyway, um, Brother Bruce down at Community Church, he asked me a couple of times to come speak. And I'm like, yeah, man, you give me an opportunity, I'll come speak. So I went down there a handful of times, and I, Brother Steve, we was coming here, and actually to support Peyton, because Peyton was speaking at the time. And me and Peyton met at Ideal, Mark. That's where our friendship took off, was (laughs) Ideal. And I just said something to the effect like, hey, man, I know you don't know me, but I know you're a good kid, and you're a good Christian kid or something. Keep up the good work or something like that, wasn't Peyton? I think so. Yeah. You know, and literally, here's the crazy part, is Peyton was born and raised like 500 yards from <laughs> yeah. in my backyard. Yeah. You know, which we haven't lived there all of my whole life, but since 2015. Yeah. So when he was in high school and he was this star studded athlete. 10.9. For anybody who don't know, every time Peyton touched the football, it was a first down. Over More than down. a first down. but 10.9 average yards per carry. But anyway. <laughs> so anyway, um, I come down here and Brother Steve, and, like, look, I used to discount a lot of things. That, I mean, you know, it ain't no secret. I'm not shining away from things I haven't said from behind the pulpit. But I I kind of cha- – I'm not say challenge, but just didn't understand um, the things that went on down here. I'm thinking, man, these people are excited to serve Jesus. Like, <laughs> they are – like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they are like – Something. <laughs> like, it's like a concert down here. And for me and my wife at the time, it was just a little too much. And I was just like, like, that that's just too over the top for me. And what we didn't know was the Lord was working in us the whole time. And, you know, we had prayed for discernment through some things, you know, for the Lord to move us and take us where he wanted us to go from. And, and you know, as that point in our life, there were some things happened, and I will leave that silent because that's pretty personal, but there was a lot of things that had happened, and I felt like it was of the Lord for us to move. Like, these things had to take place for the Lord to close doors in your face. Like there's a thing in the scripture, you know, it says like something like, I don't know, you know the verse, but it's, it's like we're, you know, Jesus is going to close doors. No man can close and, you Mm -hmm. know, open doors. No man, you know, walking through, walk through or whatever. And is that even a scripture? Yeah. Yeah. Open doors. No man can shut. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, and I just, I believe that. I really do. And, like, this event had to take place for us to realize, hey, look, God's calling us somewhere else. And, you know, so we continue to pray that. <coughs> Excuse me. We all sick here in the room. 
But I am now. <laughs> so yeah, he just coughed all over us. <laughs> if you whoever's on week four, fifteen, you may want to sanitize this mic. <laughs> so um, we'll, have, we'll have Elijah use it, and then maybe he'll get so sick he has to use Finnegan, and then we'll get another poop story. <laughs> So <laughs> he ought to be immune for a while to everything, <laughs> yeah. much as he's been sick. So you know, we uh, long story. We really ended up down here, and and simply for the fact, I mean, I'll be square up honest. We thought we would probably end up at community, um, just because you know, I mean, it ain't no secret, y'all know, community is more of a it's our style of worship, but just kind of tamed down a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And that's changing. Yeah, I don't know oh, if it's going to stay that way. I don't think any it is longer either, because. Yeah. And, and like I said, I spoke there two weeks ago, and it was wild. It's about to get real. It's about to get, especially Brother Bruce doing what he's fixing to do. It's about to get wild. You wait till you open these waters, bro. So well, anyway, Steve said we're going when it happens. Hundred percent, I'm totally. Of course we're, we're going. Of course we're going. I said, bro, I don't care if we got to shut her down. We got to be there. So anyway, uh, I continued to pray through it, and my wife did too, and. We just felt like the Lord was leading us um, here because, and simply for the fact, my my wife is huge, huge on Sunday school. Like that is a big part of my wife's. Like that's that's just that's her. Like Sunday school is huge for her, and a community they don't have Sunday school. And so she's like, "Look, I just feel like maybe we need to go down to Bethel." And I'm like, "All right, let's get it." So we started attending, and like through the whole process, you know, we prayed for discernment, you know, because I just didn't want to come into this thing and discount everything I've been taught for 30 something years and just like forget it all and then be like oh yeah everything we do down here is scriptural and biblical and uh-huh. it's the only way you know what I'm saying like so for me and her we had to kind of you know really pray for discernment pray that it was the right thing the right move the, you know what was going on down here was really you know spiritual you know and of the Lord just just because Brother Steve did it, I didn't want to say, oh, well, you know, Brother Steve's like Elijah, the man of God, you know. Just because he says it, it's the truth, you know. Uh, and I believe Brother Steve is a spiritual man, and he's a probably one of the best pastors I've ever had, probably the best, uh-huh. because he just loves people for where they are. And, you know, he don't care your background. And um, But anyway, like I said, ended up down here, and, man, I'm telling you, wouldn't change it for the world. And my wife, man, she is in the Word every morning, five thirty, six o'clock for 30, 40, an hour. Like, I really feel like the change from the movement was for more for her, really, for, than for me. Um, you know, man, my kids, all we're listening to is, you know, obviously uh, music on our phone or like Caleb or whatever. And my kids, man, it ain't, it, it does nothing better to warm my soul than to listen to my little girl jam out, you know. Like she, she always wants to. She like she'll go, "Hey, mom, turn on uh, Fear Go." <laughs> and when you hear a four-year-old little girl screaming, "Fear Go, Holy Spirit, come, burn like a fire, fire blow, blow like, like the wind,", the wind. Uh-huh. that's yeah. man. I'm telling you, it moves me. Yep. And so, I mean, that's basically our story, you know, and how we got to where we was, to where we are now, and. And grateful for the experience and grateful for, you know, listening. You know, I mean, look, I've heard this preach before, and, and this guy said, you know, don't get mad at the people to got, don't get mad at people in your life when they're not, they're only there for a season. You know, some people are only supposed to be in your life for a season. And, you know, Jeremy Floyd, a, a, a big mentor of mine, you know, he said, Gus, you can't get mad at those people where you used to go because their boat only went so far in the ocean. 
you had to get out of their boat and get in another boat to take you further. Like some people, that that's as far as the Lord's going to take them maybe. But, you know, for you, obviously, he, he said, man, your calling's more. You know, I mean, I recently went and preached at Calhoun Methodist Church with like nine people. You know, I literally was in Subway a week ago. Don't even know this brother. But evidently, he used to be the, he used to be the mayor here in Livermore. Jesse Johnson? This is where y'all say yes or no. How old is he? He's an older gentleman. Like he used to be the pastor at Sacramento United Methodist. Yeah, I don't know who you're talking about, brother Jesse. And he's like, "Hey, Gus." He's like, uh, "I seen you kind of give that testimony up there at the uh, praise scene." And I'm like, "Oh yeah." He's like, "You speak from time to time." I was like, "Yeah, I do." He's like, "I want you to fill in for me at something Hill, Pleasant Hill, Poplar Hill. I don't know, on 1080 up here before the county line." Little video church. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but I want you to feel it. He's like, I think you're a man of God. And I'm like, man, I mean, like, to me, like, that warms me up. Like, he has that discernment about me, mm-hmm. you know. And so, like, you know, I, I've been asked to go to two places in Ohio County and speak, you know, and that's coming up. I don't know when, but, you know, it's just good when you follow God's plan. Like, he'll open the doors. You just got to trust that he's going to do it. And he'll do it. But you just can't second guess yourself. Because I think, you know, we have we second-guess ourselves so many times. You know, I mean, is this the devil or is this the Lord? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, is this my wants or is this God's plan? Man, that'd be a good shirt right there. You're all about the shirts. True. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so for us, I mean, that's basically how we got to where we was, you know. And it's about, you know, I think it's more about like old Nathan. You know, Nathan is all about love, Sal. Backbeat funk combos. But, you know, he's all about love, you know, and I struggle even. I, you know, he is like, he will tell you, like, and I don't even know how to say it, but like, I struggle thinking like he thinks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I want judgment to come on some people. You know what I'm oh, saying? Dear God. And I hope not. We all deserve the well, same judgment. Yeah, we all deserve But, like, yeah. You know, like the people who done you wrong yep. or the people who, yep. you know, don't worship as good as you do or, you know what I'm saying? Or like, yeah, you can't get it through your thick skull. Yeah. And yeah. he's just like, look, man, just love them. Just love them. And so, you know, like that was, you know, that's basically me. Like, I, I may not agree, you know, in Bible study, you know, we don't agree. I, I think for a lot of times people don't agree on the same things, but we can all agree that we all love each other. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I hope that kind of gives you a background of where we was and where we are now. And if you want more in detail, come see me. At 812-34. Extension 3. (laughs) So, any questions, Peyton, Andrew? I don't have any questions. We just need to go back somewhere in that story and hit on a particular thing that happened to you. But a very pivotal. But unless so Peyton talking, has anything, you're talking about the point where we knew it was time to leave. No. I mean, no, you don't got to get into no, detail like I don't even the know stuff. If I know that. Yeah, but I'm just ta- we're talking about the water. The water. Oh, oh, I thought we were talking about that here in a second. You want me to go into it now? Unless you have anything else. Oh, I'm good. I mean, bro. that's I the can't best really, part of the story. I can't really think of any questions other than, um, then. How Gus said that me and him, I mean, we I had this little thing. It's called a one wheel, and it only goes about 18 miles an hour, and I'm able to ride it. It's not off-road, but I can ride it from my house to Gus's, and 
it'll, it takes me, I don't know, five minutes on that. And I can walk to Gus's house. And like he said, he lived there since 2015. And I just met you, what, two, two years, years ago? Yeah. And I think it was a divine appointment that me and you had at Ideal. Yeah. And then, like, especially because when Hannah went off to college, like, like, I don't know, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have anybody other than Hannah when she was here that I, like, she was my person that I was with. Like, she was my person that, yeah, anywhere I went, she went. But then when she went to college, I didn't have that. And like you, I lived at your house when she was at college. Yeah. And I, I would say that, you know, you've been a big part of my life. And one of the mentors that I've had, even in the past two years. Yeah. And, but I, I mean, yeah, like, like you said, I would never take back any of those times that I went over to your house and hung out with you and yeah. your kids and your wife. It was, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I said, just crazy how the Lord works. And, you know, so for those who don't know the story, um, you know, we had been coming for right at, six months i would say and next thing you know uh brother steve had been going to the refuge you know what's called refuge yeah and brother jason toller had been doing these immersion services baptism by fire whatever you want to call it and so brother steve comes back and he's like man i'm telling you we got to stir the waters and i'm like stir the waters <laughs> i'm like bro you start still in skeptic mode at yeah this i'm point, still right? yeah like i'm yeah. you know still like yeah, I don't know. About and this is when I was going over to your house a lot, and it was pretty much all I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Peyton had come over, and he's like, "Bro, the water's like I'm telling you, he's doing it in the water." I'm like, "Peyton, would you shut up? Like, <laughs> this is so stupid, you know." And I literally said that, you know, and and um, I'm just like, "Bro, whatever." So he comes over and he's he's talking about it. And Brother Steve's talking about it on Sunday night, Wednesday night after service. And he's like, "Man, I'm telling you, we got to do it." I'm like, "God, would you hush up, Brother Steve? Like, I don't <laughs> shut up about these waters." <laughs> and so then he's like, "Hey, like he puts it on our group meeting. He's like, immersion service or whatever, baptism by fire. That's or what, yeah, that's, that's what, what it, that's what we called it back then. Yeah, back yeah, baptism by fire. And, for, and then yeah. through some conversations that I had, and I hope he didn't change it for me." But I think there was there was some confusion with people with the whole baptism yeah. by fire. Yeah, probably. And that's why people started. That's why we he chose to change it to immersion, which I think Jason he calls it immersion, immersion. services. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, like I said, I think the whole beginning of this was some guy from North Georgia revival, yeah. correct? Thing. And he had this. He was he was trying to. He was a pastor, and he was getting out of. He was wanting to get out. He, their, their church was struggling. Yeah. And the guy, then the guy who had a dream, right? That God, it was like, I think I might have told it on here before, but I think so. It's just like he was. I think that's this is where the baptism by fire came because they were on a fast and he was up on their platform and he was they were praying at church and he looked over at their baptistry and it was empty in the natural, physical, fleshly realm. Yeah, and then all of a sudden God gave him a vision, and. It was full of water, and there was a fire strip, a strip of fire on top of the water. Yeah. And he and he heard the Lord tell him, "You're going to start baptizing by fire." And that's when that I guess that's where the baptism, fire baptisms came from. Yeah. But yeah, that's what. And then it just sparked, and then it, the rest is history. 
But, you know, in like Luke 6, it talks about, you know, when John, Jesus is baptizing John, you know, and he says, there's one coming after me that's going to baptize you with with fire. So. Holy Ghost and fire. Holy Ghost and fire. That's exactly what he says. So anyway, Brother Steve, he said, man, we're going to do it. And I'm like, he said, we're going to do an a.m. service and p.m. service. Some people's going to get in the waters for initial baptism, this initial, you know, dying to self, taking on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, you know, but some people's going to get in for healings. And I thought, like, bro, like y'all done do the oil and like I'm, you know, James chapter five, you know, if anyone's sick among you, let them call the elders of the church, anoint their head with oil, you know. But I, I discounted that in the beginning. I'm thinking, man, why are you up there putting, you know, vegetable on somebody's head? <laughs> That's to cook some you bacon know? or something. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like when you read it in scripture, you're like, you know, I believe it. And so anyway, um, I said, I literally, I got specific again with God. You know, just like, um, you know, uh, oh, who was it in the Bible about the fleece? Um, Gideon. Gideon. Gideon, yes. When Gideon said, you know, make the fleece wet and the ground dry. And he's like, all right. <laughs> Gold strikes once every now and then. Make the ground wet and the fleece dry. And like he's like, man, like I'll do it again. And so I'm like, look, God, if you want me to get in the waters, because I have this thing, I had this thing called Alpha Gal, and it's basically a meat disorder. You can't eat anything on a hoof. And the scale is zero to a hundred. Mine level started out at a four. Uh no, excuse me. Yes, a four. And I went to a seven. And we were still attending the Baptist church at this time. And, and actually, we was coming out here on a lot of Sunday nights. We would get out of our church early, and they would still be worshiping down here. So we would, We're just getting started. Yeah, <laughs> so we'd double up. We'd get like three church services in one day. And so, like, we'd started praying and fasting. And my numbers had gotten really bad, like getting really worse. I was really, really sick. I had jumped to a 77. My allergist said it was one of the highest numbers he ever heard uh, or saw in his time of being a doctor or an allergist or whatever. And then it, uh, so we, we prayed fast for a year and it jumps back down to a seven. And and this guy's like, man, how did you, or six months, he, it jumps down that much. He's like, look, how'd you do it, man? I'm like, pray fast, believe God can heal me. And he's like, yeah, he's like, uh, well, I don't know what you're doing or what you're, who you're talking to, but you keep it up. And I'm like, oh, I will. So then brother Steve is like, Hey, are you going to get in the waters? And I'm like, I don't know, Brother Steve. He's like, why do you want to be healed? And I'm like, yeah, I do. He's like, just get in. And I'm like, okay. So I tell him, I was like, you know, I'm praying to myself. I'm like, hey, look, God, if you want me to get in the water Sunday night, you will allow Brother Steve to explain it on Sunday morning. Brother Steve explains it all scriptural. None, you know, he always says, don't give people your opinion. Give them, your, give them the word. And I think that's so powerful because I think for a lot of times people give you their opinion and they don't back it up with no word. But anyway, so he explains it, and he talks about Naaman, you know, dipping himself seven times. He talks about the pool of Bethesda. You know, I would ask, you, I would encourage you to all read those stories, you know. And you think about water, you know, when you're when your mom's pregnant with you. And actually, I'm going to preach on this Sunday night, Brother Steve. I'm going to preach, and it just so happened to be emergency service. Shalouyah, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking for healing Sunday night. Oh, you getting in? I'm getting in. Oh. Are you? Yeah. I'm getting in too, but I'm just getting in for the heck of it. <laughs> I don't think, I think everybody in this place ought to be getting in Sunday night. There's been too much stuff going on around here. I'd say everybody ought to take a turn. It's Sunday night's going to be, it's going to be wild, bro. 
It's going to be one you don't want to miss. I'll say it like this. The kids are going to have a hard time getting up for school Monday morning. <laughs> I can tell you that. So, bro, Steve preaches on it, and I get home that afternoon, and I was like, this is in February of last year. And I grab a towel and some clothes, and Ellen's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I guess I'm going to get wet. I was like, I asked the Lord, you know, and he answered. I was like, I'm getting in. I'm like, what do I got to lose, Ellen? Like, Brother Steve says, what do you got to lose? You know. So, we have a banger of a service that night. And, you know, spirits flowing. Brother Steve's like, look, we got to go to the waters right now. Like, we're in mid-preaching, I believe, that night. Like, he's like, look, spirits moving right now. We got to move with it, you know. That was the night me, Harley, and Hannah. Y'all got in. We were in. We were at community that night. Yes. Yep. And I couldn't get over myself at community because I was like, I want to be at Bethel right now, but I'm at Celebrate Recovery to support my sister. I was like, out of all nights that she had to give a word, she had to give a word tonight. And I pray. And Hannah was like, are you not praying? And I was like, I can't. I'm kind of mad right now. And she was like, you're in the presence of God right now, and you're not going to pray. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> so I started praying. I said, God, if you want us to be at Bethel on time, or make it to Bethel when you want us. You just work it out to where we get to Bethel. And if we don't, it's whatever. Well, church ends, and I, we pull up the service, and they just on the first song. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Hannah. You're kidding. We got to go now. And we load up the car with Harley, Emerson, and me. And on the way, we were praying, like, because we knew you were getting in the water for Alpha Gal. We, were, we just started praying. We were like, it's done. It's over. And we get in and we pull up to the church and they're I think they're singing Make Room or something. And I was like, Oh no. We gotta get in there fast. I went in there and like we all three just we ran to the front and dude, it was it was something different. Something different that night. It was but wild. It was crazy. No, it ain't crazy. It's wild. Bro. It's crazy. <laughs> so like Peyton said, man, we're going for literally hour, hour and a half. And Brother Steve's like, look, we got to go right now. So I'm telling you, it's probably 18 people that night got in the water. It's a lot. And I don't know how, but I got shuffled to the back, which is all set up, I believe. So if you come to an emergency service, there's kind of soft music playing in the background, either Brother Steve's Spotify or maybe some Andrew and them be playing musicians. And all of a sudden, man, I get in the waters. And, like, I don't want to just say something just to, you know, to fall into that spiritual, you know, stuff. But I'm telling you, man, like, it's different when you get in. Like, it, I felt different. And this is a guy coming from, you know, the background I come from. And I'm just like, the song that was playing in the background was that C.C. Winings, right? C.C. Yeah. You know, you said, I believe, you said, it is done. Well, the wild part is, is, you know, Brother Steve asked you some questions. And, you know, he, and once you release and, you know, do everything, you're supposed, you know, kind of the, the situation, I'm not going to ruin it for nobody if they want to get in. But after that, man, I go down and he's got, he had help in the, the water. Was you in the waters at my painter? Odie. Who was, or no, this is before Kirk. Odie. Because I was, was going to ask you who was the other guy. Because I was like, man, y'all, no, y'all got to get me up. I'm, I'm a man. I'm yeah. a man's man. <laughs> yeah, you are. And I'm telling you, man, when I come up out of the waters, like the, the song changed. And I'll never forget it. And I'm telling you, man, I may even get to where I'm talking about it. Do it. Heard you were. <laughs> and I'm telling you, man, like that song, like as soon as I come up, he, it's the song changes. 
Because it's only in the live version that it goes to that part where it says, like, you know, you said, I believe, you said it is done. And it goes on for a while about that. And so I had also had some knee pain. And my knee was throbbing. I couldn't get over it. I was literally going to go see, like, a, a Osmo or whatever it is, get a needle injected or whatever you get. I don't know. Numbing medicine or whatever. So I go over, and I'm like, Lord, if you'll just take this alpha gal, I'll deal with my knee pain. Anyway, coming up out of the waters, felt different, knew I'd been healed, got up out of the waters, went home, best night of sleep ever. What was what song changed? What was the new song that came on? It was it, it went to the live part of that CC whining okay. song. At some point that night, Be Healed came on by Eddie James. Did it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And I could I can't remember. I thought you knew. No. But it was either right before you went Must in or as you were coming out. Yeah. Be Healed came on. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Wow. So, well, I didn't know that. Best night know. of sleep. Best night of sleep ever. Get up. Ellen gets up before me usually. Um, she's got a cup of coffee or a pot of coffee on. I walk through our bedroom and I'm like, man, my knee ain't hurting. Like, that's odd because my knee always hurts in the morning, you know, until about nine o'clock. Then I got to yeah. work the soreness out. And I'm like, hey, look, there ain't no pain in my knee. And she's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, Lord healed me last night. And she's like, you really think so? I'm like, no, don't speak that. Like, it's over. You said it is finished. That's what the song says. You know, you said, I believe you said it is done. And I, she said, what are you going to go do now? I said, go get a bacon, egg, and cheese at the ideal. So I drove straight down there and engulged myself in this thing. I'm telling you, you don't eat a bacon sandwich for two, uh, almost two years. And you don't realize how much you miss pork, beef, deer, elk, anything. So, next thing you know, man, I don't look back. I eat. Brother, the rest bro, of- yeah, Brother Steve said he never stopped eating bacon sandwiches after that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? You left out. We were at the Mexican restaurant the Sunday before. No, that, that day. day. Holy moly. That day. That day. We're all sitting there. You know, the same group of us go down there every Sunday. Gus, Ellen, Gavin, and Whitley walk in, and we're like, what are they doing here? You know, they don't go out to eat <clears throat> because he can't eat nothing. That's right. Y'all walk in, and we're like, hey, hey, cool, you know, whatever. And then you have to get up and leave the restaurant, right? I'm throwing up. Just because of the smoke that yeah. is cooking in the back. Yeah. That's how serious his alpha gal was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm literally driving home. Literally, I ain't so sure I didn't puke before we left. And when we, as soon as we got in my driveway, I was throwing up again. And literally cramping the entire afternoon, like laid down. This same day. Same day. This night, healed. Get healed. Don't leave that part out anymore when you tell this story. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should have said that. Because that is as close as it gets. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm as sick as you're going to get here, yeah. puking, feel like crap. Two hours later, yeah. I'm all. Healed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, the story of Nate, I mean, like I said, I don't want to, I mean, I guess I'll get into it. Don't bother me because I'm going to speak on it. I spoke on it two weeks ago at Community. And I'm going to speak on it. I just feel like the Lord really helped me to speak on it again here Sunday night before the waters. You know, Elijah told his servant to go tell him. Elijah didn't even have to come out of his house. It says in Second Kings chapter 5, verse 1 through 14. Elijah didn't even have to come out. He told his servant to go tell Naaman. Go get in the Jordan and wash seven times. And Naaman gets mad 
mm-hmm. at Elijah because he's like, I thought you would come out of the door, wave your hand over me, call on the name of the Lord your God, and heal me right here. But instead, you tell me to go dip myself seven times in the Jordan. In the dirty river. In the dirty river. He's like, can I go to these Parapara or something like that? And there's another river that it names. He's like, can I go in these these two rivers? They're a whole lot cleaner. And he's like, no, son, I told you to go to the Jordan. You know, and then his, his servants are like, hey, master, like, man, if he told you to do something great, wouldn't you have done that? <laughs> yeah. And like, just, just like Brother Shut Steve, up and do it. Yeah. Just like Brother Steve told me, he's like, I thought you wanted to be healed. Yep. He's like, Gus, just get in the waters. Like, what do you got to lose? And like, that's what, like, what's the Brother Steve saying? Like, come and see. Come and see. Like, just come and see. At the end of the day, you get a, a change of clothes wet. Okay, you lose a friend or two because you got in some baptistry waters and you didn't go down for first time, you know, baptism. Okay. If they don't, if they're not your friend over that, then they probably weren't your friend with in the beginning. Right. Deuces. You know, and so I'm telling you, and like Brother Steve, I know it said, and Peyton's dad says a lot. I think he's doing it in the waters because no man or no no man-made thing can get the the glory for it. You know, it's just water. Can't explain it. You can't explain it. It's where faith comes in. You know, and Naaman had pride, and that's what I'm going to talk about Sunday night. Is you know, Naaman's pride got in his way to get in the waters. And I think there's a whole lot of people at church and people in general that their pride. That's what happened to me. I was naming. My pride wouldn't let me get in the waters. So, look, come and see. Get in. What do you got to lose? A couple hours of your time? Like Brother Bruce said, he said, they're doing 31 days of prayer and fasting. And he says, we're going to incorporate this in our prayer and fasting because their baptistry's broke. And he said, we're going to get it fixed and then incorporate it. He said, we're going to fill that dude up. He said, we're going to start dunking people. He said, if you get wet, you get wet. But if you get healed, you get healed. <laughs> I like that. Tell him to come Sunday night. Brother Steve said something about reaching out to him. He yeah. needs to. And he said, I'm going to steal this from Vegas. He said, what happens in the waters? Stay in the waters. <laughs> Make a good shirt, baby. Good shirt. So, like I said, if you listen to this podcast, come and see. Get in the waters. What do you got to lose? Yeah, and we, if you ruffle your feathers about the water, hey, Jack, there's a road. Now hit it. <laughs> so, it's good, bro. It's good. Read Pool of Bethesda. We just read it. And we did, John 5. Yep. Oh, yeah, y'all did. Y'all, yep, yeah, with Nathan. Because today's supposed to be John, John 6, wasn't it? John 7 today. Or 7. That means yeah. you're not caught up. That yeah, means I, I, we're not doing John 7 today. No, we're not doing John 7 today. So, yeah, it's good, bro. Good. Well, glad we finally got to have you on. Yeah. Clear the beef and tell that story because I feel like, you know, and the world has heard it. You posted on Facebook, did a video on that, but and these, you know, it needs to be told as yeah many times as right. possible. Yeah. yeah, to as many people as can hear it. You know, people get in the water for all kinds of different reasons, not for just physical ailments. I mean, you know, for deliverance, for, you know, anxiety. A closer relationship. Yeah. You know, I mean, and man, I'm telling you, you you call anybody that's associated with this church at any time, and I'm telling you, they'll fill this thing up. They filled it up at 10 o'clock one night for our girl. Yep. And that one worked too. (laughs) Yeah. You know, when when she went in, she didn't come out the same person. Yeah. You know, 
and I didn't get in the water. I came here and I left a different person because of it. Yeah. That was that and New Year's night. I mean, that those were probably the two records for me for twenty twenty three. Yeah. You know, Emily Epley, thirty one percent of her I think it was thirty one percent of her heart working. Yeah. Gets in the waters, goes to the doctor, clean bill of health. Like you know, it, the Bible says in Malachi, put me to the test and see if I won't do it. Yeah. Like, what do you, like, what's it going to take for people? I think I just screamed in that mic. If I, what's it going to take for people? You know, that's what me and Ellen always talk about. Like, what's it going to take for people to realize, like, he's doing it? And there, you, you, we can't explain it. There ain't no magic formula. He's just doing it. And if you discount it, I'd even check yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know we talked about religion. Like, check your religion. Yeah. You know, like Alicia sent me and Ellen a text. Like, if you if you judge people by the clothes they wear, you better check your religion. If you, you know, only give to certain people, you better check your religion. You know, it was like a, a thing on Facebook or something, but it was good. And it's so, uh, I mean, it makes perfect sense that it's you that this happened to, too, because you're talking to yourself of what three years ago or yeah. two years ago or whatever. Yeah, I'd have said y'all are crazy. Yeah. So yeah. you're you're you know you've got a unique perspective on it. You're the you're one of them who uh came and saw and yeah. then was healed. Yeah. So you have you know you have a unique perspective on it. I love I love that story. Yeah. I mean, there's multiple cases. I mean, there's multiple stories from the waters. I mean, Brother Steve can tell you about you know, the refuge and down here. I mean, you know, there was a guy, you know, had the cancer, you know, I mean, I obviously ended up something else happened. Yeah. But it, you know, and I think people even discount that because he passed away. I mean, some people probably discount when people get in and then their healing doesn't happen. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't really know what to say to that, but like brother Steve, he said like he's had a hernia Yeah. and he's been in the water more than anybody, anybody. in this church. And he's not been healed. Yeah. And he said, I'm just going to keep going back. Yeah. He said, that's all I can do. Yeah. And he said, I'm going to glorify him, worship him, just the same. Yeah. And. You know, Eric Eve's granddad, didn't he testify? Yeah. Yep. You know, Eric Eve's granddad got in the waters, you know. Not just a three, what, three weeks ago? Yeah. Just him, Brother Steve, and three, yep. three others, wasn't it? Yep. Marcy, probably. But the thing about uh, Bubba. Is that Bobby, his name? Bobby Bray. Bobby, Bobby Bray. He gets in, gets healed, and then he ends up, unfortunately, passing away for another, I don't even know. Yeah, another reason. Another reason. But even though he still, you know, passed away, his daughter and wife, after he had gotten passed, gotten passed away, they came, they told Brother Steve, they came down to the church in the middle of the day and got baptized, both of them. Yeah. Or I think his daughter came with his wife. She got baptized because she had a, uh, I think a biopsy that was did, about yeah. to happen. Yeah. And so she was getting baptized for that. Well, her daughter, I guess, and she was tore up down here or whatever. Well, she ended up getting in. Probably didn't even plan on it, but. Yeah. So you can discount or whatever, but it's still, that healing still affected his family. Yeah. Like it still was. Was what, yeah was done for some other reason yeah and if it if you don't get healed it's 
for somebody. It's it's still it's still for something. Yeah. And I don't know. Well, it's I forget who it was, but they that's what they said. They said I I'm just worried that it won't happen. And I can't remember if it's brother Steve or Josh or somebody that said, "Well, just keep getting in." Yeah. Fortify your faith a little bit. Yeah. Until you're not worried. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's that song we sing? You know, who am I to deny what yeah. the Lord can do? Like, I mean, we sing that song, but like, I think sometimes people are like, yeah, but I don't think he can do that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, it's like me and Peyton talked about on the last episode. It's not that we don't believe he can. It's that we don't believe he will because we don't think he's as, we underestimate his goodness. Yeah. We underestimate how closely he is actually involved in our lives. It's, I think for the most part, most people you meet who are Christian people, and especially in this area, be, I think they believe that he is who he says he is and he can do it. Yeah. It's just, does he care enough about you to do it, do it. for you? Mm. And I think that's the difference. Yeah. Because I just told the story about Jude. It, when you, when you believe not only that he can, but that he will, that's when things change. Yeah. I mean, that's what you said. Yeah. I'm going to the water and I'm getting my healed. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it goes back to he told the disciples not to go and pray for things to happen. He told them to just go and do, do it. it. Yeah. yeah. Because knowing of the faithfulness of the Father, yeah. uh, David and Goliath, the only reason David knew that the Goliath, he knew the Goliath was going to fall before he even went and grabbed the stone <laughs> and the sling because he knew of the faithfulness of the Father when the lion and the bear came. He saw the faithfulness before, and like he already knew before he even went to Goliath, he was like, Goliath is just another stupid bear, another stupid lion trying to attack God's sheep, yeah. and I ain't standing for it. And what didn't he? I mean, he killed him with the first stone, yeah. You know, supposedly he had he had brothers, more. yeah. That Goliath had a bunch of brothers, he's gonna kill him too, yeah. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I've never read, they don't, you know, growing up, they don't tell you this part. He goes and takes. Goliath sword yep. and chops his head off. Yeah. Oh, they tell it in the stories I read my kids. <laughs> we we read like the PG thirteen Bible story for kids because it has pictures and everything. Really He's like holding his head up. I'm like, yeah, boys. <laughs> this is what you're supposed to do to the devil. I want you to look at this right before you go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and then you dream about this. Yeah. But you know, yeah, you know, we gotta know. That our father's faithful enough to do it. Yeah. Like you're saying. Like we know he can, but now we're we're proclaiming it instead of praying about it. That's where yeah. like it's time to start realizing that it is gonna happen and start Jesus, can you do it? No, Jesus, do it for me. Because I know you can. Uh, I know yeah. you will. Just like this. Peyton's heat goes out. In his at the at the him and Hannah's place, and he calls Pat and says, "Hey, Dad, my heat's out. I need help." What's Pat do? It gonna get his butt up and go out there and help him? Why? Because that's his, that's who he is. That's his dad. Yeah. It's the same. And I called him because he's probably done it in the yeah. past. He knows and way I knew more. That he would do it. Yeah, that's the same deal. We we call on the Lord. Uh, uh, it's just me. <laughs> no, it ain't just me. It's me, the joint heir. 
Remember yeah. me, your yeah. child, your son. Yeah. Ring and a robe. Remember all that? Yeah, he remembers that. <laughs> yeah. You idiot. <laughs> I mean, call us spade a spade here. Hey, Dad, I need help. Yeah. I've screwed this up again, or whatever the case may be. Well, he ain't going. Sorry, go get somebody else to be your dad. <laughs> no, he's still dad. Yeah. And if he doesn't do it, and you're you don't love him no more, you suck. Poop on you. <laughs> no, because like, what about little James? Yep, man, that's such a good scene. I mean, little James, he was healing people <laughs> while he needed a healing. Yep. Yeah. And like. I mean, sometimes it's just how it how it works. It's like what we talked about about God's will. We praying for God's will. We praying for our will oh, because yeah. I'll take His will because uh, from the guy who's outside of time and space, it's trust me, it's working out better for you in the end. Yeah, I would rather see a hundred people be healed than me be healed. Yeah, I guess is like yeah, that's how my mindset would have been if I was little James, like. I mean, man, I know I'm not healed right now, but just think about all the people we're about to go heal. Like, yeah. Shibuya. What Paul say? Paul said, "I wish that I could be cut off from the Lord if it meant that the Israelites would get their crap together yeah, and realize nuts. that He is who He says He is." Yeah. I mean, what's that old hymn? I mean, you probably don't know, but there's a hymn that says, "Oh, I know." I'd rather hymns. have Him than riches or gold. Rather or have Jesus. Yeah, I'd rather have Jesus. I'd rather yeah. have Jesus. Yeah. Silver or gold. Yeah. Don't ever sing that again, Andy. I'd rather. Actually, I'm going to sing it Sunday morning for about three hours. So you shouldn't have said, shouldn't have brought that You're up. You're singing it like for real? No. Oh. no, Lord, no. That ain't my style. He's so. never serious about anything. I'll, I'll take more guitar, more drums. Best drummer for Andrew. That's what you said. You said you beat Sean. And Sean horse laughed. Yeah. Like, literally belly laughed. Yeah. He talked about me dying on the podcast, my spirit <laughs> yeah. leaving my body. No, his spirit left his body. Yeah. He's, he said, I haven't left that heart since I was a little girl. <laughs> yeah. Well. That was a good one. 14 in the book. 14. Gus, glad to have you on. Appreciate the invite. I'm glad we've scratched everything. No beef. Hopefully I've created beef with the Board of Education. This has nothing to do with Gus Vanover. <laughs> or me. I'm the other guy here. <laughs> nothing. Not yet, anyway. Come at me. Find more info. Come at me. I don't have kids yet. <laughs> Can't wait till Hannah goes work for the Board of Education. Yeah, yeah that'll never happen. <laughs> never say never thing. That'll never happen. I heard they're hiring a dentist. <laughs> they're paying well, she, them nine. She's not a dentist. Well, a dental hygienist. What they pay her? They'd probably pay her two dollars no, an hour. They're paying her nine hundred thousand dollars a year, and you're hey, like, I'm nope. just gonna get this off my chest. They probably pay her two dollars an hour, and then build a brand new building and pour <laughs> a huge concrete slab, beautiful parking lot for people who never go to that building. When our <laughs> listen, I'm on a soapbox right now. <laughs> When our parking lot out at the high school has 30,000 potholes and everybody's replacing tires. That was Peyton Caraway speaking. <laughs> Peyton Elias Caraway back on that one. That was that had nothing to do with anything. You know what? I could do it if I want to. I didn't even go to school in McLean County. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My kids are, though, so. Well. <laughs> that was funny.
There was a lot of words that I were don't tried. Think I've never I've never had a platform to where I can express my feelings <laughs> about McLean County High School. Yeah, I don't think I would use this one. Oh. I'm, I'm sure nobody listens. Go to social media. It works out good for all the white trash around here. They just go to social media and complain about everything. I mean, it gets nuts on Facebook about... Facebook? That's why I don't have Facebook. I Me mean, either. That's one of the large reasons social. I deleted it. Well, it's been fun. It's been real. It's been fun, but it ain't been real fun. Okay. I'm just kidding. It has been a big time. All right, Gus. I mean, if you've listened to us and you want to send us off. I don't know what y'all do. I don't ever make it this far. Oh, my gosh. All right. Whatever, dude. All right. Well. Deuces. The boys are back. The boys are back in town. <laughs>